Hey, why'd you run up the score on Stanford? I feel bad for them. What kind of question is that, Betsy? They're the opponent. You don't show them mercy. Welcome to Something Crunchy. Tyler is homies with Blake. Blake is the older bro of Blair. Blair is married to Tyler and is a slutty slut slut. Welcome to Something Crunchy. What the hell is crunchy? Welcome to Something Crunchy. Welcome to another special edition episode of Something Crunchy. I'm Cullen Blake. With me as always, Blair and Tyler Dressel. We have another very crunchy guest joining us tonight. He comes from a long lineage of crunch. You've seen him in D-Day, Bare Knuckle Brawler, Psycho Stripper, and of course, season three of Cobra Kai. Please welcome Jesse Cove. Hey, guys. <laughs> I'm, I'm a crunchy guest. I like it. Yeah, yes, sure. you sure are. How are you, man? <laughs> I love all the crunch references. It's really funny. <laughs> it's our thing. I love it. Well, it is great to have you on. Lots to discuss. First things first. Are the rumors true? Are we talking to the next Wyatt Earp right now? Uh, I think so. I think so. Yeah. <laughs> One more time. <laughs> Give it up for the man. Another round of applause. Wow, thank you guys. That's so kind. That is super exciting. Yes. Wyatt, we are rolling. <laughs> <laughs> this oh is my God. The only thing that isn't fun about it, which it's fine, is having to grow this mustache forever. <laughs> I have food and drinks that I'm not used to that's getting stuck on my face. But I, I actually love it. Um, I have a full beard right now. And then when you start shooting, I'll shave everything off except the mustache. So oh, it's going to be epic. Yes. I love that you're going for the full organic mustache, full commitment. You, you wouldn't believe this. When I, I mean, I was so compelled when I read the script. As soon as I read the script, I literally was like, I'm growing my mustache right now. Before I even had the part. And I, and I, I spoke to the director and the producers and I was like, you guys, I already started growing my mustache last week. That's how into this that's how into this I am. And so we had a conversation and it was just it just all worked out. It was perfect. So I couldn't be happier. And, and the script is amazing. The story is uh it's all about how um Wyatt Earp met Doc Holliday before um Tombstone in Dodge City and when Wyatt Earp was the um the marshal of the town and he had some, you know, he had, he was dealing with a lot of outlaws back then too. And it's all based on truth, on true history. So it's a great story. Um, it was actually co-written. The script is co-written by one of the original writers of, of tombstone with Kurt Russell and Val Kilmer. So Ooh. I'm, I'm pretty excited about it. And it's, it's just going to be a great script that people are going to love. Awesome. So excited for this. So not <laughs> only you. is this the unofficial prequel to Tombstone, where Wyatt meets Doc in Dodge City, but you also get to work again with your good friend Weston Cage Coppola, son of Nicholas. Is he Doc? Uh, he's not Doc. Um, he's going to be playing one of the um, one of the villains, uh, who's basically going to be my you know my direct opposite, uh, which is going to be great. Um, and you know, he and I love working together and it's going to be very exciting. You know, he's a, he's a big, big, strong man. He's pretty, you know, he can be very scary when he wants to be. And, uh, you know, he's, he's an incredible actor. So I couldn't be more excited working with one of my best friends. Super exciting. I'm as right as the milk. (laughs) (laughs) You know, what's funny is I, I, when I read the script, I was like, Oh God, that doc holiday is such a good character. I was like, I wish I could play him at the same time, but I, that would be a feat if I could do Doc Holiday and Wider, but yeah. you know the, the Wider character they have in this, they, they want it to really show a different side of him that you didn't get a chance to see in Tombstone. 
um, you know, with Kurt Russell and, and, you know, everything's always based around the okay corral, except in, you know, Kevin Costner's wider, which my dad was actually in. It's a great circle of events. My dad will actually have a fun cameo in this movie as well. So he's going to be jumping around and, uh, I'm very excited to be, um, you know, on board with them. I won't ask you how many tombstone quotes that you've tallied up since finding (laughs) out, but what was the first? Um, (laughs) well, one of the quotes I know, of course, is uh, tombstone, which is the town too tough to die. And, um, oh, yeah. and, uh, there's another one, I think that one of the producers came up with, which was, uh, it was, uh, tombstone was rough, but Dodge was hell. Ooh. Ooh. Nice. Yeah. Wow. I like that one a lot. Yeah, that's good. And yeah, tombstone has got to be like the most quotable movie ever. I hope that this one can keep up. Oh, it's so true. I mean, I, I can't tell you how many times, you know, I've walked around thinking that I'm Doc Holiday and I'm just, you know, I'm your Huckleberry. Yeah, you know, all that yeah, stuff. I just course. love it. That's a good one. Yeah, that marriage in season. Such a good pickup line. <laughs> right? <laughs> I love it. I love that you guys appreciate it. Not, you know, not as many people can, you know, appreciate the West as, you know, others, which is, you know, I'm so glad you guys love that genre. It's one of my favorites. Oh, yes, we grew definitely. up, like, just loving that. I have, like, a permanent smile. When we heard that you were doing White Air, I was like, shut up. This is, like, big deal. <laughs> oh my god i love it thank you and i you know i ride horses in real life i, I actually my dad and i are part of a um we're part of a, a horse club called um the hole in the wall gang and we actually ride up in wyoming where butch casting and sundance kid used to actually hide out and wow. we take the same the same paths that they used to take oh, so um cool. we camp out in areas that they used to camp out and hide and uh, it's pretty amazing it's a, in and you know they've been doing it since the 70s and it's a beautiful, you know, beautiful thing getting out there. You're off the grid, you know, you're in, you're on the saddle for like six days on and off. It's, it's pretty unbelievable. And it's, it's something that's definitely close to my heart. And, you know, we're always welcoming new members all the time. We need just horse out there. Yeah, let's just ride out. We can it's just, in, we can it's in Casey, Wyoming, um, where Chris Ledoux is from. So it's, it's a great little, it's a great little spot. And you can look it up. It's the hole in the wall ranch um out there so you can like google maps it and all that stuff it's they have like we ride on like 160,000 acres or something like that oh it's crazy gosh. all right Wyatt, you're an oak let's move on <laughs> <laughs> can't help yourself can it. you i know we have a lot in common uh you have a podcast with your family I have a podcast with my family your family <laughs> Ooh, really yeah. i love that yeah. <laughs> yeah your family is of hollywood fame our fame is recognized more in the carnival crowds <laughs> Blair, of course, in the donkey show circuit. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. Well, mine are the same. It's basically the same thing, wouldn't you say? I would. Yes. <laughs> Hollywood and carnivals are like the same thing. It's Very, all performance. It's true. Thanks for making me feel better about that. <laughs> it's all showmanship. It's the same exact thing. It's showmanship. It's the same thing. You don't have to stick up for her. <laughs> oh, my She's God. She's an artist in it. her own right. Thank you, man. I love it. Well, tell us about your podcast, Kicking It with the Coves, with your dad and your twin sister, Rachel. Uh, well, th- um, thank you for mentioning that. It's, you know, it's something that we really wanted to do a while ago when we were figuring out the best way to, to you know, to, to do it together. You know, because it's my sister, she brings this great female dynamic to the space. Uh, she also works in mental health. So there's a there's a great area that she's, in, you know, she's um, very well versed in for, you know, I think going on 10 years now. You know, my dad's history is a veteran in Hollywood. You know, I'm an actor as well. And so this dynamic between father and son, brother and sister, man and woman, all of us together, it's really unique. And, you know, there's something that we 
that we really appreciate about it because we're, we really want to talk about everything you, you possibly can, whether it's we're talking to doctors, producers, actors, athletes, magicians, whatever the hell we want to put on there. Yes. Um, we, we just want to have talk about, have honest conversations about everything. You know, it's, um, you know, it's kind of like a no BS show. We're just very real about things, you know, real life. You know, we don't try to, we don't try to sugarcoat anything. And I think it's important that people can hear a family, as you guys would understand, talk about life and real problems and also talk about entertainment and, you know, fitness and health and psychology and spiritualism and current events and pop culture. You know, yes. why can't we talk about mental health and Harry Potter at the same time? Yes. Definitely. Yeah. So true. So that's that's something that, you know, we really enjoy. We're on we're on we have actually a third episode was released to, uh, yesterday. Uh, we interviewed Leo Byronberg, who does the who was the one of the composers uh, for Cobra Kai. I totally great. nerd out. I love movie scores. I love oh. um you know, orchestral pieces. So this this episode, I was a total nerd on this episode. It's really funny to listen to. That is so funny you say that. Yeah. You're the exact same way. We even have a game we do every season called What's the Score? Where we, I play a clip of movie score. They have to guess what it is. And Oh, my God. Yeah. It's like I have to favorite. be a part of this. Do your family versus our family in the new What's oh my God. the Score? I love it. I just love this. I Seriously, I, that excites me so much. I would. Right? I wish I was doing it today. No, that's so funny. I'll have to send you like some links for Oh, you'll love past. it. Yes. I would love that as a listener. It. And that's so funny you say that we're about the family dynamic. And that's where we always get our most positive feedback as well for having a family podcast and to be a brother and a sister and a husband and a wife and, you know, two friends all in the same show, female perspective. And then the, you know, two guys rag on the female. At least that's our format. Yeah. <laughs> that's how we do it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if you. That's our best work. Bash your sister <laughs> on the air as much <laughs> as we like to. I, always, I mean, I, you know, I, I try to be as gentlemanly as I can, but I always end up having any excuse i'm like rachel i'm your brother I, you know i get to do i get to hit you with a pillow or i get to you know exactly. throw, throw it, bananas at you or something i don't it'll know. wear off wait till you get to episode 103 the you, jokes you, are you flying you will shed that off putting squirt gun at her in the middle of the show that'd be yes. it's a great concept yes. definitely a great idea i can't imagine how many times you've been asked what your dad is really like and this is a great opportunity to show that and what a nice guy he really is off camera yeah, that was thank you. And that was something that we wanted to show as well for all of us and for him, especially, you know, his range of, of, of what he knows about history and life and Hollywood and his stories. And, you know, he's been in the business, like literally been in the business for 50 years. So it's amazing to hear all these incredible stories of like him and Sylvester Stallone coming up together, you know, and all these other great actors that he's that he's, you know, that he's, you know, running paths with and, you know, coming from New York and and, you know, a kid on the street in New York to where he is now and how Karate Kid started and how other movies that he's done and television shows. I mean, he's just an encyclopedia and it's really fun to listen to. There's stories that I'm still hearing about. And I think, you know, obviously you would understand this, especially in today's climate, you know, with everything going on, having a nice positive show about real life and family, yes. you know, is really, I think is really important right now. Agree. You have the voice of the family too, by the way, you sound like you've been doing this for years. <laughs> oh, thanks, it man. I appreciate it. <laughs> I heard Rachel say on an episode that your family bonds through film and grows close while watching movies together. And that is relatable to a degree you yeah. can't fathom. I'm sure there's many who could say that, but our roots in a nutshell. What movies do you think of in your family vault that most brought you together and best represent your upbringing? Um, I would say definitely films like Harry Potter, you know, that, that was always something that my sister and I for like almost 10 years would look forward to every year since we were the age of like, 
God, when did they for when did those movies first come out? He must have been eleven or something. Yeah, um, this came out with like oh three, I think. Like sorcerers. Yeah, so I was out. probably like eleven or twelve when they first came out. That that those were always very special, and they're you know a lot of nostalgia around that. Um, love you know, it. we love like the Lord of the Rings. That's a movie that like our family, my dad, my sister and I are always like, whenever it's on the television, we can never turn it off. Yeah. Oh, you yeah. know, we went and saw that in theaters. We voted for it for best picture. Like that movie, we just like, is one of our family movies for sure. Also like classic movies, like the good, the bad and the ugly. That's something my dad and I get to share all the time. Yes. You know, like my dad and I love going to the movies, you know, that was, that's always something that, that, that I love to do with my dad is go and watch movies in the movie theater. You know, we, he and I have deep conversations about, you know, the, the cinematography work, the storytelling, you know, the actors, their work. And that's always something very enjoyable for me that I've been doing since I was very young with him. That's awesome. And I love thinking of famous actors going to the theater and watching a movie. Just yeah. Like, just like one of us. <laughs> yeah. That, and, you know, those kind of that nostalgia, is just, you know, it, it happens to us, too. It's, it's amazing. You know, it's amazing. Yeah. Do you remember the first movie that your dad took you to? Wow, that's a great question. Uh, the first film that he ever took me to, boy, oh boy. Um, I'm trying to remember that. Um, wow. Let's see. Uh, wow, that is such a great question. I feel terrible that I can't even answer it's, that. It's right a tough now. one. I'm, I, I I'm trying to think if I can answer one. that. I'm I don't know that I could. Mine was Top Gun, and I thought I was going to see Robocop. Oh, I love that. <laughs> Did you like Top Gun? I fell asleep 10 minutes. In. <laughs> I was only four years old. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. God, what was the first movie? This, I cannot. You, you guys are going to stump me. I've never been stumped like this. Yeah. I've got to sit down and figure this out, or else. I'm going to like eat you alive uh, until you figure it out. Yes. I'll call you every day until you get it. Right. You can call oh us back God. with your answer. Yes. A list of like 20 of them. <laughs> well, yeah, your dad is certainly what you would call a very famous actor and for several of his roles, but most notably for playing Sensei Kreese in the Karate Kid film franchise and, of course, again in Cobra Kai No Mercy. Now, I've heard you say on more than one occasion that you have likely seen this movie more than anyone on the planet. Bold statement, Jesse. <laughs> I, I'm not even kidding you, man. I've seen, not only have I lived those lines for my whole life, for 20 years, I've not only I've seen my father sign hundreds of thousands of autographs oh, and man. the word Karate Kid and the word Show No Mercy <laughs> and, and you know the fact that I've been on the set you know, I was in season three of Cobra Kai, oh, yeah. which was oh, yeah. a beautiful, a beautiful surprise. Um, you know, I definitely that reference is is like l right on my shoulder. <laughs> 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 you know, something I'm proud of, obviously, and and it's it's amazing, and and uh, it's it's we always joke around that it's like the gift that just keeps on giving. You know, definitely is. Wow, you could totally see it that way. And I tried thinking about how many times I've seen the Karate Kid, the endless loop it plays on TV most of the year. Then I tried thinking if my dad was one of the main characters, and yeah, I could totally see this. But you don't get away with just saying this on our show. We do trivia on movies around here, mostly <laughs> of the nostalgic persuasion. Yes. So if it's cool, it. we're going to yeah. put your knowledge to the test by asking you some general Karate Kid trivia that any oh, average viewer seeing it over 100 plus times could answer. Yes, 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 yes. Oh, <laughs> wow. It's on. On a scale from LaRusso in the first act to two-time All-Valley <laughs> Under-18 Tournament Champion Johnny Lawrence, how confident do you feel right now? 
<laughs> I'm kind of nervous because you might throw some triples at me, but I don't know. Well, let's start easy. According to the Cobra Kai, which three things do not exist in their dojo? Which three things do not exist? Um, well, pain, fear, defeat. Oh, that is correct. It. Wow. I'll drink to okay. that. Yeah, we'll, we'll take a sip to that. Impressive. All right. <laughs> next one here. Love it. There were five boys who bullied Daniel throughout the movie. Name three. Five boys who bullied Daniel throughout. Um, from the originals? From the originals. Johnny Lawrence, um, Mike Barnes, and um, hold on. Uh, oh, my goodness. <laughs> um, what is his name? Um, oh, boy, oh, boy. Um I know all of them, like as as in real life. Um, <laughs> I, real uh, I mean, oh god, I know I forget their characters' names. This is terrible. You can, um, you can throw out real names. That that would work. Like Ron Thomas is one of the ones who bullies Daniel. Um, and then uh, I guess you could say Terry Silver, right? No, he's not one of the boys. He's not one of the five oh, boys. I see. We were looking right, right, for right. Bobby, Dutch, Jimmy, Johnny, or Tommy. Yep, Dutch. That's a good one. Dutch is a good one. Dutch is a good one. Oh. Dutch All right. These are I'm, tough I'm questions. Yeah. These are tough. But you're All doing right. so well. All right. The way you ask them, they're they're actually kind of like, I'm like, oh, okay, it's, I feel like I'm getting set up. So it's good. Keep going. I like it. <laughs> okay. How did Daniel explain his black eye to his mother in Mr. Miyagi? Um, It was, uh, I think it wasn't a... A bicycle accident? That's correct. Fell off a bike. Yes. Fell off a bike. Nice. Ooh, for a bonus, could you tell us how uh, Mr. Miyagi knew he was lying? Oh, how he knew he was lying. I mean, I think, oh, he saw, well, he saw him throw his bike in the dumpster, didn't he? No, he wanted to know how he fell and didn't hurt his hands. Oh, I like Miyagi. it. I stopped it. Mr. I like Miyagi it. thing. <laughs> this is Love good, it. This is a good one. As a certain sensei tells Mr. Miyagi that Daniel and the Cobra Kai can settle their differences by fighting at the dojo, he does so by saying the following. Complete the line. This is a karate dojo, not a blank. Hold on. <clears throat> I know this one. Hold on. <laughs> I can give you options if needed, but I don't think you do. Hold on. Hold on. This is great. You know, I was actually going to get my dad to say it for you, Whoa. but he's on the phone, <clears throat> knitting Wait. class. Wow, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> Damn it. That would have been perfect. Bobby, I'm actually I'm out here visiting him. Um, um, we were doing a, uh, we were doing some business stuff in a little commercial shoot. Um, oh, how cool! Movie. So you caught me at a time we were together. So I would have loved to have put him on the phone and say it himself oh that's um, awesome yes well when you get the opportunity tell him that we're we're huge fans of course i will of course all right couple more here what color does daniel paint mr miyagi's house oh my god what a great question so i know that the color on cobra kai is like this blue but i don't remember if that's the same color mm. in the in the in the movie uh he paints his house Oh my God! What a great question. His fence is like brown. I think the house is—is is it like a cream color? I was gonna say like white. Ooh, I'll give you options: green, blue, tan, or yellow. Oh my gosh! Oh wow! I'm gonna go with tan. 
That was a nice trap. It's green, believe it or not. Oh, really? I don't think I would have wow, gotten that either. Know that. Did not know okay. that. Okay. Oh, good question. Mm -hmm. All right. According to Mr. Miyagi, where is the best karate? Where is the best karate? I mean, I, I'm going to say from him, I'm, I could be totally wrong. Okinawa? No. Ooh, the answer is still inside. Oh, again, such a wow. Miyagi thing to say. Of course. Very strong Miyagi line there. Best karate Love still that. inside. Now time to let oh, out. classic. <laughs> All right, last one here. I have a feeling you're going to get this one. One member of Cobra Kai is the son of a very famous actor. Which Cobra Kai is it? Bobby, Tommy, or Dutch? Dutch. His father is um, Steve McQueen. Oh. Damn. Oh. Chad McQueen played Dutch. Chad. And is the yep. only son of actor Steve McQueen. Oh, very cool. You did pretty good. Yeah. I'm not going to lie, great. Jesse. That was impressive. <laughs> that was a hard question. Was, that was no, you're karate. Those are some good ones. That was fun. I appreciate that. That was a good one. <laughs> Had to throw in a game there. I think that, I appreciate that, it. I think that satisfies your title there. I appreciate that. Harry Potter ones are good, too. We'll have to do that another time. Here yeah. for that. Absolutely. So playing villains runs in your family, and you are embracing villainous roles yourself. We appreciate a quality villain around here. Even ranked our favorite on-screen a-holes once. Outside of your father's roles, who have been some of your all-time favorite villains or villainous actors? Ooh, uh, that's a great, great one. Um, you know, I, I love, <clears throat> I love villains that are like villains that you almost like a lot. Mm -hmm. You know, like you don't just hate them. You're kind of like, oh, I, I actually kind of like him. He's For like sure. really, you know. I mean even though we hated like Heath Ledger's character, the Joker, like there were still these qualities. You just were so, you loved watching him yes. kind of what you were so interested in what he was going to do. Um, he's definitely one that I liked. Um, I love Voldemort. I think he's amazing. Definitely. Um, oh, and it's God, this is a tough one. I mean, Darth Vader obviously is amazing. Ooh. I'm also a big Star Wars nerd, but um, <laughs> uh, I'm trying to think of another fun one that maybe, Maybe it hasn't been said so much. There's so many. Darth Vader's great. One of the best bad guys. Um, obviously, Darth Vader's there. I mean, he's so good. Oh, that's a great question. There's a bunch of great bad guy actors, too. Like Yeah, yeah there really are. So, so many. I mean, you know, even like Thanos, the way that Josh Brolin did yeah, Thanos. Yeah, Josh, Bro Josh Brolin has turned into a pretty good villainous actor. For sure. Yeah. You get... Um, John Voight, he does a lot oh, yeah. of villains. Eric, Gary Oldman's amazing. Gary Oldman, oh, so good. Incredible. Great villain actor. Eric Roberts yeah. has done a lot and is a likable villain as well. Agreed? We had him on and asked him about playing villains, and he said that he loved villains because they had the coolest cars, the coolest clothes. They normally had some of the best lines and good-looking girls around. He said that it was it's like fun. He said there was a bunch of great reasons to play a villain. Yeah, it's true. I mean, it's true. There's a lot of freedom with villains to play. You know, you, you can you can extend outside the boundaries of what a hero or, you know, a, you know, hero could do, you know? Absolutely. Well, a new podcast, new epic role coming up. Are there any other projects we should be getting excited about or keeping an eye out for? Um, let's see. There's uh, there's a couple that my dad and I are teaming up on. Um, there's a great movie that I did that that'll, that'll come out in the next, um, I don't know, three to six months called the taste of love. It's a beautiful, um, romantic comedy 
with Aaron Cahill, who's, you know, of Hallmark fame. And my dad's got a fun little part in there. He plays her father and it all worked out. And that's just a great movie that we filmed down in Florida. And it's just a beautiful love story. Aaron's character is a famous chef and she comes back home and I'm her old flame and she and I kind of have some drama and then, you know, who knows what happens, but uh, I can't give too much away, but it's really, it's such a, it's like a tearjerker. It's fun. You just finished watching the movie and you're just, your heart is just like exploding. Oh, I'm so <laughs> here awesome. for this. Yeah. It's, it's awesome. You literally, it's just, oh, it's just such a, we, we talk about that movie all the time because we had such a wonderful time making it. It's like, we just wished all movie experiences were just as like lovely. <laughs> That's cool to hear. Like as far as the production and easy, the easy it's to just, make. Yeah, every day cast. you every yeah, like every day you'd leave the set going, oh, like just what a great day with so much love and heart and soul and you know what I mean. Like there wasn't nobody was on fire or nobody was shooting anybody out of a car with a you know there's no explosions. Yeah. You know what I mean? It was just like it's just great moments with great actors. You know, um, you know with with emotion and and so much care and love. So it was just it was just a lovely lovely film. And you've done a couple of these Christmas movies yourself. Does that make you um, an up and coming Hallmark legend? I mean, you know, I I think all the all the Hallmark and I've done Lifetime movies as well. They're just they're they're so much fun to do. You know, Christmas movies especially are just so much fun. You know, that getting to come to set and like you know with fake snow and Christmas trees. There's a certain spirit that's in the air when you're doing those films, and you can't it can't help but rub off on you. You know, it, it's you know I've done Christmas movies in the summer. <laughs> and, <laughs> And it, it's just so much fun. You know, you're, you're dressed up a certain way. There's like the festivities. And again, it's like, it's just lovely to do those films. It's, it's, it's a lot of fun. Your filmography shows some range too, because you'll go from some lifetime Christmas movie to like D-Day or Bare Knuckle Brawler and some of these other ones. It's, thank you. Thank it. nice. It's nice. I love to change it up, man. I'm really, I'm, I, I don't really, I don't consider myself like, Met full method per se you know i think that word gets thrown around a lot but i'm very much on making everything as real as possible whether it's pulling from your own emotions or you know um just using the the experience that's happening to you in that moment with the other actors um and you know i i, I just love i love to fully commit myself to whatever i'm doing and i think having that kind of range is just i don't know it, it's what excites me i never want to be i never want to be typecast as this one single role you know i mean i could play i'm not trying to sound arrogant but like you know it's obviously fun to play like you know the handsome leading guy or whatever you know what i mean but like i love playing like sure. real characters that are really like their voices change they 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 look really different they're so charactery they have an accent like i'm when i do period pieces and i've been fortunate enough to do some really great ones I flourish in those because you're already a character with the clothes, with the, if, you're, if there's an accent, the hairstyle. So like Westerns, World War II stuff, cowboys, you know, medieval times, stuff like that. I just lose myself in it. And I, and I actually, I have more freedom as an actor when I'm, when I lose myself that way than I am if I'm just playing like the regular guy in current times in a, in a, in a um, you know, a, a piece of today, you know, right. I find it, it's and it sounds funny because you feel like oh that's so much harder to do an accent and to find that stuff but actually like it's so freeing that it comes so naturally that it's it's so much fun that's really cool that you lean method that authenticity really comes out on screen even if it means like growing your own mustache yes i've literally found myself walking around thinking like 
in different times, like I'll be sitting around having lunch or something. And like, I'll maybe I'll see someone saying something awful or whatever. And I'll be like, what would Wyatt Earp have said right now? <laughs> and, 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 and I've actually done it. I like, I like someone was saying something that I didn't appreciate to someone else. And like, you know, I stepped in and I was like, you know, I, I'm, I'm sure she didn't appreciate that, you know, cause I literally said to myself, I was like, Wyatt Earp would have probably said like, something. And I, was like, I need right to now. know what that feels like. <laughs> I'm here for that. So there is going to become <laughs> a point it. where you need to like turn over the stash to a stylist and let them <laughs> form it and take over. Yes. Did Kurt Russell have a fake mustache or was that no. legit? No, I, was... Ooh, I, I don't remember if it was fake or prosthetic. I mean, it looked really good. I think, I don't remember. I mean, I've been growing my hair out and my beard. It looks, my girlfriend makes fun of me because, you know, it's like people are starting to give me change on the streets, but um it's like <laughs> it's, it's uh it, you know she likes you know because i told her she's like she's like well i guess i just i don't want you to just have a mustache so just keep the beard until you have to like get rid of it because if i just have the mustache i will look like i'm walking around from 1885 <laughs> <laughs> she gets to be walking around with wyatt earth i mean yes i would look so much cooler if i was wearing the hat and like the frock coat and everything walking around but <laughs> i can't do that stash. every day God, yeah, and that is a full form stash too. Like it has to be pronounced. Yep. Well, I mean, I'm also like, every, I'm not kidding you. Probably every day I wake up and I, I, I have a, I have a peacemaker that I ordered, and uh, a cult, and uh, I literally twirl that thing every day. Like I'll just be sitting there watching a movie and I'll be twirling it side to side, doing all these like tricks with it, so that when the time comes, I can basically do it with my eyes closed. When does filming start on this? Um, they're trying to, they're, they had to change a couple of things because of COVID, you know, with, with everything that was going on. They originally wanted to shoot in LA because uh, most of the actors were there. So it would have been easier, but they, you know, they're either going to do it in, um, in New Mexico, uh, Arizona or Nevada. Right on. Just, you know, li those little things like that, you know, that keep it authentic. I mean, I, I naturally, I, I do a lot of, um, you know, weapons training as well, but like, especially when you're, when you're playing with like, um, you know, cults peacemakers uh, you know um pistols from that time period it's, it's a little different and uh you know like i do the whole thing twirling it putting it in my holster and all that and it's just it's fun like that stuff is fun you just have to slut you know slowly embody the character a little bit and then when you're ready to step into the shoes you're there you just grazed over i've done a whole lot of weapons training and that's like where you park it for a second <laughs> and explore <laughs> what kind of weapons where have you done this who has taught you um so um one thing one is um my my uh, girlfriend's brother uh his name's zach smith he's probably one of the best competitive shooters on the earth and um wow. so i i do a lot of training with him and we he and i go and train over at uh terran tactical which is where keanu reeves trained for john wick and still does sounds so john um, wick like <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Like all that stuff that you saw Keanu doing was was um, from a man named Taron Butler. All those social um, media videos, the, the same one that kept going yes. around of him doing the uh, all that target practice yes, stuff. Target like practice, that, yeah. I, that's where I shoot at the same place. Oh, and that's cool. So, that's cool. Yeah, so I've I've, I've uh, done a lot of perfecting there. You know, whether it's whether it's pistols or you know assault weapons. Um, you know how to reload properly, reload it. You know, you get to a certain point where like you know, you get so good at it in a way you can do, you can do it with some finesse and style, you know, and they did that for like Keanu, like there's a certain way, like if you notice in the movie, like Keanu will, he'll like, he'll flick his wrist and then the magazine will like eject out 
you know, of, of the, um, of the magro, which is the bottom of the, of the, of the grip where the magazine goes in, oh, yeah. he'll flick his wrist and the magazine will like fly out in like a really cool way. And he'll put another one in rather than just like dropping it. Instead of one he, magazine giving you 200 bullets. <laughs> it, yeah, exactly. And the reason was because that style of shooting is very much like competitive style of shooting. And Taron is a competitive shooter, you know, around the world. And he's, you know, he's, he's won for years and he's, uh, he and he implemented that style into the and that's why you kind of never really saw that style before john wick because it was never really put into film that way you know and it's a very realistic as real as it can get what what real shooters would do in competition you know except you know they're they're fighting you know the russian mob and stuff like that <laughs> well so nice when you're like an expert oh totally i mean it's it's really I, I, so, so I'll go and travel with, um, so a lot of the people that, that are the shooters there and we'll, I've gone to several different competitions, like in Utah and it's like, honestly, some of the most fun that I've ever had. I felt like a little kid when I was younger playing with like, you know, little cap guns and stuff, but I'm doing it in real life. Like, you know, you're literally running through courses, like running out in the desert where they have all these different, you know, it's like the terrain is like mountainous terrain and you'll be running with like an assault rifle on your back and you have your, your pistol. Mine would be like a Glock 34 that Taryn makes. And you'd have that on your side holster and you're literally running. And then you'd, you'd reload your, you'd reload your pistol. You'd shoot all these targets. You would do a reload, shoot some more. And they, they time you. And they also, they also, you're, you're graded on where you you hit the placement of your, where your bullets hit the targets. And then you'll like you'll dump your pistol in like a dump box they would call it, and then you'd actually bring your rifle, sling it back over in front of you, reload that, and then continue shooting with your assault rifle. It is like it is so exhilarating, and oh. I can't tell you how like when you're able to do that stuff on screen, it is it's incredible. And also, it's just it's amazing for safety. You know, I think it's important for I think every actor should go through weapons training and have the knowledge of, of what to do with firearms on set. Definitely, you know? yeah. Mm-hmm. Especially in, in the onslaught of like, you know, the stuff that happened with Alec Baldwin. Yeah. You know, it's um it's a it's a, it's a terrible thing that happened. And, you know, I, I think that Alec should have I don't know what he I'm not gonna talk too much about it, but I think he one hundred percent should have known or either checked. If ever I've been handed a a, a a gun on set, I don't it doesn't matter if it came from the um um the armorer, I always check it no matter what. And I'm always paying attention to anyone else who has firearms on set as well, because you could have some other person who's being an idiot doing something that they shouldn't be. And, you know, it's like it's you're protecting yourself and you're protecting others. So it's the first um, rule of handling a gun, no matter what, always check to see if it's loaded. Actually, I had a Glock 17 for a while. That was a nine millimeter caliber. What was the Glock 34? Uh, that is a nine millimeter. That's a nine as well. Okay. That competition sounds like it'd be so fun to watch. Just like, oh, dumping, like shooting, flying the rifle back around and shooting again. Like, that'd be so fun. In the competitions, is everyone able to use their own customized gun or does everyone have to use the same Same. gun? Um, It's all, everyone has their own custom, um, different uh different style and what they like to use for themselves but essentially it's like you know you're going to use a a nine millimeter you're going to use like you know um your typical like two two three or five five six um you know chambered assault rifle right well that sounds cool any like sword training or any throwing stars nunchucks yeah what else 
not not real sword training. I did a little bit of fencing when I was younger, but um, no, I should definitely do some more sword training. That would be a lot of fun. Well, it has been so great having you on, Jesse. This yes. was a blast. Thank you so much Thank for joining. You. Thank you. Thank you, guys. This was so much fun. I, I I'd love to come on again whenever you're free. Please give me a call. Uh, there's much more to talk about. Absolutely. Absolutely, we will take you up on that. And obviously, everyone keep an eye out for more details on Dodge and go check out another family podcast, kicking it with the coves. It's just like something crunchy available on Podbean and everywhere you listen to podcasts. Thanks again, Jesse. And I really do hope we get the chance to talk again soon. Absolutely. You guys take care. Bye-bye. You too. Bye. Take care. Bye-bye. What a nice guy. So cool. So cool. Really thought he was going to throw Sensei Crease on for a second. and <laughs> He wanted to. He did. He right. did on the phone. We're going to play some What's the Score with them, and it's going to get competitive and heated, and I'm ready for it. It's yeah. going to get like super competitive. Yeah, I hope it gets like. I intense. want Jesse and Rachel against Blair and Tyler in some heated What's the Score. <laughs> <laughs> Sensei will be popping in whenever he's feeling an answer. Yeah, we'll have Sensei hosted. We'll have I'll, I'll just press the buttons and have Sensei tell you if you're right Ooh, or wrong. Ooh, hear that voice. Tell us how it goes. Love it. Their podcast is cool, and whenever you see him in interviews, he's nothing like his characters. And he's, he's super nice. He's like a big sweetheart. He's in. He's as intimidating well, as sounds a, like a sweetheart. Like he a was box like, of kittens. <laughs> he was adorable. Yeah, he's super nice. I had such a <laughs> smile on my face talking about Wyatt Earp. Like I'm like. I would get excited if I got casted to play Wyatt Earp at a car commercial. Yeah. Like, like are you kidding it, me? Oh, in that's a school like, play. That's one of the best roles. You could to get cast in. me in like a D grade <laughs> porn parody <laughs> for sure of yes, Tombstone. And be like so pumped about it. Cock Holiday and Wyatt <laughs> Slurp. <laughs> like I get to be the star. <laughs> Sling it your six shooter. <laughs> Be so proud of you, Blake. Yeah. Where was that? I sh why didn't I say that to Jesse? He would have loved that. <laughs> so glad he didn't say that to Jesse. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us about Dodge. <laughs> Good shit. He's got some fun stuff going on. I he's love got, it. He's got the fun stuff. And he's got a sick Wyatt Earp stash going on. I want to groom a Wyatt stash. I don't. I, mine can't go good. wide enough. Mine goes down. I could do like a Gomez Adams mustache. <laughs> I'm more of like a Gomez. That's pretty cool. I'm looking too. at you and it's like spot on. Yeah. I, I'm fishing. <laughs> See, like think of like a super huge Wyatt, but it's like going down and like looks weird. It's like angel eyebrows, but mustache. <laughs> like, like, what does your mustache say about like, you? Yeah, like, exactly. You have to have you've like got the, the Gomez, you've got the herb. Like, who do you have? <laughs> I have like a herpy. Get an herpy lip over there. <laughs> <I have an laughs> <herpy> lip. <laughs> Your lip. <laughs> Your lip is swollen. I have enough of like the fullness to create a nice full stash. Yeah. But the shape of my mouth wouldn't allow for like a nice white. Got a good goat though. I'm more of like a which one was Bill Paxton? What not Virgil? Morgan? Morgan. Morgan. Yeah. More of like a Morgan herb. I was gonna say you're not a Virgil. Like no. love no. you, but no. I can't pull off a Wyatt. Definitely not. Virgil's not like pulling tough. Virg, yeah. King Stash. <laughs> Kidding me? There's no way that was real. They slapped some no way. stash on Sam Elliott. You think Sam Elliott would allow it? It was a thing? too perfect. No. I, I want to know. Sam Elliott's stash is perfect. He's I, had the same stash for the last forty years. I guarantee that was his. Yeah. 
I want to know I the authenticity of that. those stashes. All of them. Every stash used. We need confirmation <laughs> on all those. That'd be a good game to play. Like, which stash was real? Ooh, or like, yeah. Yeah, Wyatt that's Earp, good. Was Ooh, it real? That's, like, that's good. Is it real? I like that. Yeah. Real stash or fake stash? <laughs> I think we could be on to something. Mm -hmm. Stash that idea away for <laughs> another just time. just had to say it. <laughs> <laughs> Well, new dream card giveaway over at 8080. In addition to the 15% off you get for using code CRUNCHY, you get entries to win for a brand new Lamborghini Huracoon plus 60,000 fun coupons. You can buy a shirt to win a Lambo. You do not want to miss out. Nor do you want to forget to check out SundaCrunchy.com where you'll find every episode, our links are social media, and the Almighty Crunch Store where you'll find all kinds of crunchy gear showing that you are a proud citizen of Crunch Nation. Then there's a Sunday Crunchy Facebook group slowly turning into sex meme central finally <laughs> <laughs> as it should be they get it and the brand is on point in there sex drugs and pop culture ah. this has been another episode of something crunchy and as always don't ever forget to live your crunchiest life and be crunchy to one another subscribe like follow and all that crunchy good shit thank you for listening one take blake over here well Woo! love that hashtag one take blake he's two years younger than me how old are you 39 what are you 44 i'm sick right now <laughs> like he's such an asshole I, I like how i'm younger than you and you then say that well i'm 40 you're not even 39 i've been 40 for like, like five years <laughs> as night comes could you uh go call us on time <laughs> 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 oh, that's good. <laughs> that, that's good. I like that. <laughs> like, I like that. He likes it. <laughs> he likes it. Yeah, it's good. <sighs>